0: Hello, welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. Last week, we left off where Paramartha Guru was berating himself for his desire to own a horse. Today's story is a continuation of that. But before we go to the story, have you checked out our website forallourkids.com? Have you read the poem, A Girl, written by a sixth grader, Manu Mariam Shibu? What a wonderful way to advocate for all the girls in the world. If you or anyone you know would like to write and share your thoughts on anything that you feel is important, go ahead and send us your submissions to submissions at forallourkids.com. Now to the story The Lame Horse. Paramartha Guru sat down feeling dejected. On hearing Paramartha's sad words, the farmer took pity on him. He said, O Guru, I have an old horse that I can give you. I'm warning you, when I say old, I mean old. Come, come to my house. I live right here in this village. Paramartha and his disciples couldn't believe their luck. A horse at last! They crossed the Ayana temple and walked into the village with the farmer. The villagers heard that a guru had come to their village. They rushed to meet him and get his blessings. The people brought fruits, rice, dal, and other necessities as their offerings. Paramartha blessed them all. He had a sense of contentment. He was finally getting something that he had wanted for a long time. Do you ever feel like that? You say you really want a toy. You want a toy very badly. Then you have to wait and wait and wait. And maybe you get it for your birthday or a special holiday. How do you feel? Don't you feel really happy? Like you got what you wanted? I guess Paramartha was feeling that way. The following morning, the farmer brought the horse and gave it to the Guru as an offering. That was an old and unsteady horse. It had a lame leg and a blind eye. The farmer also gave them a saddle. Now all they needed was a rein. The disciples got busy making one. Milecha cut old vines hanging from the trees nearby. The others twisted and braided them to make the reins. The Guru was ready for his horse. The horse, too, was ready for him. The disciples lifted Paramartha Guru and put him on the saddle. And then they broke into loud cheers. Yay! The disciples walked a few steps. But the horse did not stir from its place. Go, horsey, go. Marian tried to talk the horse into moving. (sniffs) Muden clicked his tongue. The horse just ignored him. And no amount of nudging and pushing would make it budge. The five disciples put their heads together and whispered busily. Hey. You know that these five disciples are very creative problem solvers, don't you? Guess what they did. Mudan stood in front of the horse and held the reins. Matti and Madayan went and stood on either side of the horse. Pedai and Milechan went behind the horse. Together, they pulled from the front, pushed from the back, and propped it from the sides. Yeah. It was a kind of teamwork, don't you agree? The horse managed to carry Paramarta for a good distance like this. It was afternoon when the entire party stopped to rest under a big tree. The guru didn't know how to get off the saddle, so he had to be lifted down. It was there that a stout and strong man came to them, swinging a baton. I'm the tax collector for this village. All the goods, cattle and horses that use this path have to pay a tax to our village. Please pay tax for your horse. The guru asked, how much is the tax? The taxman said glibly, five coins. The guru exploded. What? Five coins for this old horse? It was a gift. If someone had to buy this horse, it won't cost five coins. Now you want to tax me for it? What idiocy is this? The man didn't budge. Whatever it is, if you don't pay the tax, you cannot leave this place. The disciples argued and argued, but the taxman had his way. They grudgingly paid him five coins as tax. Then they placed the guru on his horse, started pushing and pulling till they reached the next village. After helping their guru down, Mudan thought, this horse can't walk on its own, there's no need to tie it, it won't go anywhere. He removed the saddle and left the horse outside the inn to graze on its own. The disciples had had a long, tiring day. They fell asleep as soon as they lay down. The following morning, everyone rushed here and there, getting ready for the long, busy day. The first day in a new village was always like this. Lots of people came to visit the Guru, and the disciples were run off their feet doing different chores. So it was that Pedai was late to check on the horse. When he stepped out, there was no horse to be seen. He rubbed his eyes and checked again. No, no horse there. Pedai brought Mudan out to make sure he was looking in the right place. No, Mudan couldn't find the horse either. Once again, all five disciples fanned out to find the missing horse. Finally, Mudan found it tied to a tree. When he went to untie it, a man came over and demanded angrily if the horse belonged to him. Mudan said, yes, the horse belongs to my guru. How did it come here? I left it outside the inn last night. You left it outside the inn? I found it in my paddy fields. It has eaten all my crops. Come, look. He marched Mooden to his fields. It was a mess. The stems of the grass had been squelched into the mud, and there were big empty patches. I've lost my income from this yield. Your master has to pay me for my loss. Only then will I give the horse back to you, declared the man. Mooden tried to reason with him. Sir, it isn't our fault. Please give us the horse back. No amount of pleading could change the villager's mind. On hearing this, Paramarta grumbled that the horse brought him trouble after trouble. Paramarta Guru took the matter over to the village chief. The farmer also explained his side of the case. Naturally, the chief asked the guru to pay the man ten coins. Feeling ill-used, Paramartha Guru said, Ah, this horse is not worth all this trouble. We've spent 15 coins on it. If we keep it, we'll end up spending more than 100 coins. I don't want a horse. I'll walk everywhere. No, sir, you'll find it really difficult to walk everywhere. We can't bear to see you in so much pain their loud discussions reached the ears of another traveler who looked at them very thoughtfully. Oh no, that doesn't bode well for our friends. Every time they've met a stranger, something happens to them, and it's never been good. I wonder what'll happen when this traveler interacts with them. You know what? Come back to the podcast set for all our kids and find out what happens next. This is all for today. Until next time, goodbye.